Hey, thanks so much for checking out the Keto Podcast with Dolce Vita. In this episode, we're talking about just getting those ingredients locked down and tracking when you're doing that keto way of eating, making sure that you know what you're putting in your body and how it's going to affect you, and how do you handle some of the slip-ups. Thanks so much for checking it out, and sit back and listen to the Keto Podcast with Dolce Vita. Well, I mean, I've, you know, I don't track and, you know, like I was saying before, I think there's different stages to this. Yes. So in the beginning you show up to keto and you're like, all right, no carbs, no carbs, no carbs. So like the first two weeks of me doing it and cooking dinner at home for Rebecca and I, I was doing grilled chicken with sauteed onions and, um, zucchini and mushrooms but then I was loading in all of this less than a cup, but still I was loading in all of this heavy cream and then Parmesan cheese and right. garlic right. and pepper to try and make an Alfredo sauce and then putting that on top. So the first two weeks, I feel like it's trial and error. Yeah, it's trial and error. Yes. I mean, over time it is. But my, I think my point is in the first two weeks, it's like, oh, my God, like I can't have it. So you just go crazy with. Yes, you can have that stuff on keto, but maybe you shouldn't have as much 2000 calories from fat. Yeah, I think you made a post the other day that said something similar. It's like it's like limiting carbs, limiting calories. So I think it's both. And it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to you can't overeat like my last eight pounds, you know, two years in were hanging on like they were my best friends. Yeah, like they were paying rent. And, you know, two years in, I stopped tracking. I, I had all the answers, you know. I, I was eating the same thing, basically, little by little, not even realizing, maybe eating a little too much. So Jill says, okay, why don't we start tracking again and figure out what's going on? All right, so I started tracking. And they used to joke next door and say I was going to turn green. I was eating four, five, maybe six green peppers a day. Six green peppers, like a bell day. peppers. Bell peppers, yeah. yeah. And it's a healthy food. It's a veggie. It's right. keto approved. What's wrong with that? So all of a sudden I start putting it in my app and I'm like, what? I'm eating 24, 25 carbs a day just in green peppers. Wow. Not anything else. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, I, and I was eating other things. So I cut down to one green pepper a day and lost six pounds in a week. Wow. So everything in moderation is key especially healthy foods because they add up there's carbs in everything hidden or blatant yeah and so i do like i've said this i mean it's going on week five six for me and um yeah i think over over the course of it i definitely have gone like i said from shock and awe let's throw in as much heavy cream and stuff as we can to then limiting those things. So now I don't really use heavy cream in dinner at all. Right. Um, and I think you just kind of get used to it. You know, there was somebody once I heard it, maybe it was like a show or whatever it was, but somebody said that they ate so much food the night before that now they had stretched out their stomach and they were going to be hungry all this next day when they're eating normal, normally. Um, and I think that's something like we can train our bodies and just get on like a quick routine 
and it's not something that's going to take like three weeks. For example, you can like I could cut out putting in all that heavy cream and Parmesan cheese in my vegetables after a couple of days and then I didn't miss it. Right. You know, right. So it's not always some long drawn out. I have to start this new routine and it's going to be a 21 day challenge. And right. Yada, yada, yada. And you have to keep it simple. I mean, if you make this difficult and Anthony, I say this over and over and over again to people, I ate the same thing for the first three months. Yeah, what is that? Tell us. What so breakfast was three scrambled eggs, some cheese in there, maybe some heavy cream, kind of depended, um, maybe a tablespoon, not even a lot. Yeah. And then some type of protein, either it was bacon or a ribeye or some ground beef. That was my breakfast for right. three months. And then lunch was a salad with some blue cheese dressing, chipotle aioli, some type of something wasabi aioli i always prefer something spicy because i think it invigorates your taste buds it lets your body know that you ate so my little salad you know maybe a cup or two of romaine lettuce uh maybe some sliced up cucumbers not many um what else some sunflower seeds and a protein usually a chicken or the ribeye and that was lunch every day and then i must have ate a wheel of blue cheese every day no, I'm really? just kidding. Okay, maybe not every day. But that means, but yeah. But I would just walk. Yeah, I'd walk in the back kitchen and be like, I need a brick of blue. And they would be like, okay. So, like, I would just eat blue cheese, the, you know, gargonzola blue cheese. It was great. I love it. Hmm. And um, that was my snack, probably sometimes three, four times a day. I'd just go back there, maybe a two ounce piece, and just eat it. And that was so rewarding. I don't yeah. know why. And then dinner was always. Uh, maybe a salmon. Um, let's see what else. Salmon, ribeye. And it was always the salmon, six ounces. You know, the chicken, six ounces. You know, maybe four or five ounces of a ribeye. Portion control is huge, too, because yeah. you can easily overeat because it's healthy foods. Yeah. And I you think know? a lot of people that start out in keto, myself, so that's why I'm saying a lot of people. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we're consuming more calories in those first few weeks. Yes. Even though, you know, we're limiting it, limiting it to under 20 carbohydrates, we're still consuming more calories than we were before. Anthony, three years in, when I'm not tracking, I guarantee I'm eating too many calories. Yeah, and that's still not good for you. It's not. It doesn't matter that no. it's not just, that you're just not right. cutting, you're just not having bread. No, and I mean, obviously, if you're just maintaining that whole concept isn't huge. Right. But if you're looking to lose, you seriously need to know what you're putting in your body. You know, calorie in, calorie out, what you're burning and what you're bringing in. You know, it's no different than balancing your checking account. Yeah. You know, you, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. You need to, you can't go shopping thinking you're going to spend a thousand dollars and only have $10 in your bank account. It's not going to happen. Right. You know, it's just, it can't work that way. Yeah. And there are so many different stages to this. I mean, obviously, there's what we're talking about, you know, but there's different stages that people get to along the way. Right. And, you know, I don't know if somebody in the first month is going to be as concerned about the, you know, uh, little ingredient changes that are in this version of cream cheese versus that version. Right. Of, you know what I mean? Like you are very strict on knowing what's in what you eat. Yeah, because uh, I think you have a story and maybe you remember it better than I do. You had 
got something and you started eating it and all of a sudden like the next day you were you were just like fluffy yeah tired <laughs> and drained and yeah uh and tuna fish keto approved i mean yeah 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 it was tuna fish unfortunately there was breadcrumbs added to the tuna fish and you're just why but you know in the business sense you add a little breadcrumbs to the tuna fish two ounces is now three ounces it adds a little weight it adds so now breadcrumbs are cheap so you know it's just a trick of the trade but you know when you have a sensitivity like gluten-free or celiacs those people are really adamant and they know because it hurts them physically yeah when you're choosing like keto or whatever or whatever um diet plan you're using you become lax and you assume that you're buying tuna fish or you assume now that it's keto and keto is growing there's that keto label is going to be everywhere on all these ingredients or all these labels but you really are going to have to be diligent turn that label around and god make sure if you see the word malatol run you will cry for three days i literally it's the sugar-free candies like russell stover's um they're keto approved basically because they're low carb, low sugar, whatever. But that malatol, that secret ingredient, that is not keto approved. Hmm. I literally ate that and within like an hour looked like I was three months pregnant. Wow. I had to go home early from work. That doesn't happen. Like I'm usually here 18 hours a day. Uh, yeah, it was a bad experience. That's now, wild. if I flip something over and I see that word, I literally want to cry immediately immediately malatol watch out <laughs> it's uh, it's watch evil yeah. i'd rather eat a real dunkin donut donut yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what malatol. i mean yeah that doesn't i always wonder if it affects non-ketoers the same as it affects ketoers i think it does i'm sure it does but when you're when you get, get used to kind of eating a certain way you, i think it's hard to pinpoint like for example um the other, I think it was last weekend, you know, I drank, you know, we, we had went to beer fest or brew yes. fest, mm-hmm. right? So I noticed that I had crazy heartburn the next day and it was, and I, it, I had never realized this until I had heartburn that day, but I realized that while I'm doing, you know, keto as loosely as I have been, that I didn't have any heartburn. And so then now I can attribute it to, I know that if I drink I have, you know, a beer or a glass of wine or whatever it is that's going to cause that. And so I think I never would have pointed that heartburn was caused for me from alcohol. Right, right, right. When I was just eating pasta or bread or whatever. Right. And I think we become used to feeling like crap. It's our norm. Yeah. It's crazy when you remove these items and these ingredients, Mm. how quickly they affect you. You were here the other day when I yeah. came out of ketosis. Right. I looked like a drug addict for the lack of another term. Yeah, but I will say you're always much harder on yourself when it comes to those things. I don't I know. Like I think are. I ate 10 grapes and I literally felt the immediate. Wow. I, and I must have been close to being out of ketosis to begin with because 10 grapes literally probably shouldn't have knocked me out. But. For some reason, and I felt it immediately. It took me like 12 hours to get back in, but boy, I love being in ketosis. I swear, it's it's the best feeling in the world. 
And I get that. I mean, I get that I do feel better. I have more energy. I don't get tired in the middle of the day. Like we talked about, I don't get heartburn. I've noticed even just like shoulder pain, like inflammation. So I've noticed those things. They're all benefits. I don't have those things since I've been, you know, following keto. That's all well and good. But how did you deal with, and I know you've been doing this for so many years, but how did you deal with, like, I was just watching a documentary on Chef's Table on Netflix about um, a baker in Los Angeles who does bread. And all of a sudden, now I'm thinking to myself, the weather's getting warmer. I just want to go get a bottle of wine, some cheese, and a loaf of bread and sit outside and hang out with Rebecca and have that. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's like... You know, I was joking with a friend earlier in the week and I was saying we should come out with these like old school, like tent revival type pamphlets, but saying like, <laughs> don't have carbs, you'll go to hell. <laughs> you know, because that's how I genuinely feel. Like if I stare <laughs> at bread too much, <laughs> I'm going, you know, I'm committing a sin. So um, the lust. <laughs> Over bread. So. In the beginning, talking about bread, uh, during dinner service, we make homemade bread here. Right. And I got to tell you, it, it, bread was the reason we launched the keto menu here at Dolce Vita anyways. Right? It's my trigger. Homemade bread nonetheless. My mother's, ours here at the pizza shop, whatever, Dolce. Right. There were times in the beginning that I would just cut it and I just almost want to cry because I knew I couldn't eat it. Then there were times that I would just take a bite, chew, and spit. And it figured, you know, it it worked. It got rid of that. Mm. And then there were times I just swallowed it and ate it. And sometimes I felt like crap. Eventually, Anthony, you get to the point that you don't miss it anymore. Yeah. Or the desire to feel great surpasses that desire to taste that item. Mm. Um. Yeah, there's just, I, I don't know, like, I try and think of foods right now that I would be like, okay, tomorrow's my cheat day, that's what I'm going to have. Honestly, it's grapes. <laughs> I just love grapes. Yeah. They have to be seedless. I don't want a seed <laughs> in my grape. But that's my cheat. Yeah. And it doesn't take much of a grape to not get out of ketosis. Yeah. So honestly, sometimes I just pick them up and I touch them and I'm like, nah, <laughs> and I put it back. They're just grapes. Yeah, and they're just grapes. Yeah. But we all have that. We all have that one little thing, that two little things, whatever it is. But your desire for the end goal surpasses that momentary mm-hmm. desire, you know, that satisfaction that it might give you. But we know what it tastes like. Yeah. So do we have to taste it every month? Right. Do we have to taste it every day? Do we have to? So, okay, so you want a glass of wine with Rebecca? Have it. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. Right. Once you're fat adapted, Anthony, you'll be back. Look, at I got back in ketosis in 12 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to take three, four days. Right now, if you had a glass of wine, maybe it's going to take you a couple of days to get For back sure. into ketosis. But once, you know, you're three and a half years in, and I got to be honest with you, you're probably going to have a sip of wine and be like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I shouldn't tell you about the bottle I had last night then, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, but having said that, I was thinking, you know, I did have, I went out to dinner. We had an eat, eat local CMY dinner Thursday night out okay. at uh, this restaurant in Baldwinsville. And as I was driving out there, I was saying to myself, 
all right, just get a Diet Coke and a salad, like a chicken Caesar salad. It'll be cool. And uh, as soon as I walk in, the owner of the restaurant was like, hey, grab a seat at the bar. First beer is on me. I was like, sweet, I'll have that IPA. And, you know, three beers later and fish tacos, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, great, I've just ruined everything. I just did all this. Yeah. And I go on those cycles. So if I have whatever, if I had those three beers, now I have to go 10 days before I have my cheat night. Right. So I'm thinking that. But I'm also thinking at the same time that it's taken me, you know, a month to lose 15 pounds. So it's not going to be one dinner that's going to put all of that back on. So I saw something on Facebook uh, right after New Year's. And it said that it's not what you do between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you do between New Year's and Christmas. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they'll call me and they'll text me and they're like, listen, you know, I just cheated. I feel like crap. They berate themselves. They just listen. Don't do that. Don't you're you're bigger than that. You it's one moment. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's two moments. Whatever the case is, it's it's your the average life expectancy is twenty eight thousand days. So don't let one hour Mm -hmm. of a day sabotage everything. Don't let that those evil thoughts. You know, when you're overweight and you struggle with weight every day, you know, you get those ideas, oh, tomorrow I'm, I'm gung-ho, tomorrow I'm going to start dieting. Yeah. And then that day doesn't come. And then you stop believing that you can do it. Because mm-hmm. now it's not 10 pounds, now it's 20 pounds. Yeah. And then 20 pounds turns into 30 pounds. And I remember my dad, because, you know, I've always struggled with weight. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad one day saying, do you not have any full-length mirrors in your house? Oh, my gosh. You, you know, fathers can say that, right. you know, and I know it was out of genuine love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but in the same breath growing up, my mom would say, don't eat that bread. Eat something else. You know, yeah. when we were, you know, like I said, we were overweight all our lives. Not obese. Right. You know, obese didn't come until most recently. Yeah. Um, but so they would always. My mom would be say, don't eat this, eat that. And then my dad would get yet mad at her for even telling us that. But indirectly, he's the one saying, don't you have a full length mirror? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all that genuine love. And, you know, you have to appreciate those people that take those moments. Mm-hmm. It's the truth that hurts. You know, and I wish maybe somebody would have said to me before I got to 332, hey, something's not right right here. Yeah. You know love you enough but i think sometimes people don't even see it mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many people are like i didn't realize you were that big well yeah. i didn't realize it either right you know I, I think i stopped looking at 236 honestly yeah because i i self-reflect a lot and you know and there was probably between 236 and 332 a million days that i was like i'm not worth it i'm not i'm just gonna deal with it suck it up who cares mm-hmm. i'm gonna die anyways you know these thoughts that just are not conducive to a healthy lifestyle so you know i tell people listen whatever it takes i found you know i sometimes have to tell myself over and over and over again in my mother's driveway i'm not eating those cookies i'm not eating those cookies Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not i'm not i I literally sometimes sit in that car for five ten minutes before i go inside yeah you know and sometimes that's just the way we have to change our thinking yeah and I th- it's important to n- understand how much uh 
other circumstances ha- play a part in our diet and our over yeah. overall mentality when it comes to a weight loss or a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, for me, it was work. It was just constantly being busy. Even today, my coworkers will laugh at me because if I've ran out the door and or didn't meal prep the night before, whatever the case is, I'll order maybe once a week at this point uh, from OIP. I'll have plain chicken wings right, right. right for lunch. But they always laugh at me because there's one across the street from us and I will call and have it delivered because I'm working. <laughs> so I don't care. I'll pay the extra five dollars to have something delivered. You know what? Time is money. Exactly. And I, so, <laughs> you, you know, maybe somebody needs to slap me and tell me. That no, that, Anthony. Case. But I, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But for me, so it was that it was working so much that when I used to work in Buffalo, there was a uh, five guys right next door. Yeah. And so it was, I'm in the middle of this, I'm working so much, I forget to eat, so then I don't have 30 minutes to go find something, and even though it doesn't take that, you know, right. I'll just run next door and grab this hamburger, and then 20 pounds later, you know, I've gained all this weight, and I'm thinking, geez, I need to, so then you have to kind of slow your roll in so many different areas. Yeah, um, it's funny, so I put myself on this 30-pound, 60-day challenge, and um, so, you know, I put it on paper all my little exercises that I'm going to do and you know my water so I'm going to track it all and stuff so that way visually I'll see that I'm actually doing it but I thought about it so I used to do 25 squats every time I went in the bathroom at a minimum that was 125 squats a day yeah minimum yeah gotten so busy that I realized probably the last two months I haven't probably done one squat and it only took maybe a minute. For sure. And I'm like, whoa, is that minute not worth my health? Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, keeping some type of exercise. And it's minimal. I mean, 25 squats is nothing. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds is nothing. But mentally, I think it did something to keep me conscious and keep me motivated and keep me working and looking for the next workout. So, you know, not only did I not do the squats, but I also lost some of my cardio and then I wasn't doing my planks. Yeah. So the last couple of months, I realized that I've gotten lax. Hmm. The weather doesn't help. Winter's, no. Winter is not my friend. No, it's, I was just saying that and it, it happens all the time. Uh, I was just saying to Rebecca today, we need to seriously move somewhere warm. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Every, coming with you. I mean, most, uh, right. So everybody that lives around yeah. here, most of us say that. Uh, and I love Syracuse, but at the end of the day, it is a tough place to stay consistent with things. And yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that are listening right now that are saying that's not true, that the routine, whatever the case is. But, you know, just getting somewhere warmer sometimes Listen, Anthony, in the summertime, I will leave here at 1030. I'll hit Planet Fitness, knock out 30, 45 minutes, come back here, work to one, two in the morning and then go home. And then I would work out again at three o'clock in the afternoon and still, you know, I'd be here at 11 a.m., work straight through, do the same thing. Summertime, I'd work out twice a day. Right. Without a problem. Yeah. Same energy level. Today, it's freezing outside. I'm not going outside. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Right. I, it kills me. Yeah. It's amazing what, it, what effect that has yeah. on 
our emotions, on our, oh, you know, energy. Yes. For sure. And my vitamin D levels, you have to stay on top of that. I'm an yeah. advocate. Go get your blood work tested. Yeah. You're going to think you're depressed. You're going to think it's the weather. It is the weather, but you, there's a lot of little variables that you think it is. And honestly, it's probably just your vitamin D. Yeah. Um, and was, I can feel it. Yeah. That was a big thing uh, for me after the first like two weeks. Just you know, I was I would notice I was just aggravated. Yeah. And Rebecca took, you know, Rebecca had to mention it to me. She said, you know, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, and so her being a dietitian said, you haven't been having carbs. Naturally, you're losing out on vitamin B. And, right. you know, so just taking a multivitamin. And then I take about 2,000 uh, milligrams of vitamin D a day in the morning. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I take 5,000 one day and 10 the next. Oh, wow. I refuse because it's depressing. And yeah. I don't have time for depression. Yeah. You know, I don't, I can't, I, I hate being miserable and I hate like other people feeling a sense of misery for me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So I, I try to stay high strung and I try to stay, you know, hyper vigilant and just happy all the time. So my vitamin D helps me stay in my happy place That's funny. in my happy light, Yeah. <laughs> which that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, so I wanted to mention so I put turmeric in my coffee every morning, Oh, okay. the seasoning. Yeah. I just sprinkle, hmm. I drink two cups every morning, and I put coconut oil or Kerrygold butter, one, whichever I feel in the mood for, yeah. and the turmeric in there. So I ran out of turmeric and didn't realize it, that I wasn't using it, hadn't gone to the grocery store or whatever. So about three, four days in a row, I'm waking up with body aches. Well, I brought Jill back on. Yeah. So I started working out a little harder right. to help me lose these 30 pounds. And so I thought it was Jill. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait, we did lower body with Jill. Why are my, why is my upper body hurting? Mm. So I, uh, stole my turmeric from here last, uh, a <laughs> couple days ago and started adding it back in. And I woke up today nobody aches wow i don't know if that works but i promise you i'm never running out of turmeric so yeah. i'm going to buy stock in turmeric yeah. today and you just sprinkle a little bit i coffee. just sprinkle a little right in my coffee i mean they have vitamins that you can buy they have supplements that you can mm. buy but it's a seasoning yeah i'll put it right in my coffee it changes the flavor a little but yeah listen i'll take the flavor over the pain any day yeah for sure so i'm pain free today there you go that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so turmeric and Kerrygold butter in your coffee. Yes. There it is. Yeah. My version of Bulletproof. Yeah. All right. Mix and mingles coming up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's coming up on February 27th. Correct. Okay. Six o'clock. Yeah. So that's a Wednesday night, February 27th, six to eight keto mix and mingle. I mean, for those of, for those listening that haven't been to them, typically tell us a little bit about it. I mean, we put out some different. So we put out foods that are, um, we always put our pizza out mm -hmm. and, um, and then we try and put out foods that not anything that we typically sell here, but that foods that are easy to make. Yeah. So that way new ketoers know that it's easy. I mean, keto is just it, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Keep it simple. You know, you don't have to go buy all the almond flowers and coconut flour in the beginning. Just do the clean eating and keep it real simple. But like this last time we did the rollatinis yeah. and, you know, we stuffed them with a different sauce. It, literally, you can have that dinner mm -hmm. 
five days a week with a different stuffing. Yeah. And it takes maybe mm. 12 minutes to That's make. a really good idea. Yeah. I was, as you're saying that, I'm thinking I need to go find a recipe for a keto lasagna. No. All you got to do is take the rollatini. Yeah. Throw a little rigat. Throw a little ground beef in there. Maybe a... I always put hard-boiled eggs in my lasagna. No. What? Oh, it is like (laughs) finding gold. Are you kidding me? Disgusting. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Listen, we would... Listen, when you find the yolk, I'm not kidding. As a kid, you're like, yes, I got a piece with the yolk. That's so Oh, no. Yeah, that's how we make our lasagna. (laughs) Don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, and we never put regat. Really? No. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, my dad was lactose intolerant, yeah. so half the lasagna, well, four pieces of the lasagna. That's pretty funny. Didn't really have her gotten the rest did. Wow. But my grandmother was she she couldn't do cheese, so whenever she uh, whenever we'd get pizza, she would always get hers without cheese. You know, my father's never had a slice of our pizza. Are you serious? He can't. Wow. No cheese. How did he open up a pizzeria without having a slice? That's amazing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. And. <laughs> three decades later right <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean we get we, we used to order pizza with just no cheese on his half yeah that's wild yeah, yeah. yankees and salve that's what grandma would always get us uh double sausage no cheese on hers Ooh. <laughs> yeah a keto double sausage no yeah All right oh yeah so back to our mix and mingle um i think this time i'm gonna focus on a lot of fat bombs personally mm. that's good i Probably in three and a half years, have eaten one fat bomb. Okay. I'm not a fat bomb person. Yeah. I'd rather eat a meal or I would just take some cream cheese and throw some sugar-free jelly in there. And that would be my concept of a fat bomb, I guess. Um, But a lot of people Mm. are asking, you know, about fat bombs. And yeah, I think... I don't know what the craze is for it or... I think it's just that... I mean... Well, they're I, savory, too. Yeah. It's, I mean, you can make them however. Yeah. I personally like making the sweet ones if I take the time to actually do it. My issue is I, I think of, like, I just put in my notes, keto lasagna. I'm going to think about this at 7 o'clock at night. And at that time, I just won't do it because I know. Right. So I will say this. We did try making the keto lasagna here with the um, zucchini. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was a fan of it the next day. Yeah. It's not. Could you use eggplant? Yeah, you could use eggplant. Okay. Spaghetti squash. Yeah. You know, you can use whatever. Right. Um, but I would say it needs some time to harden. Okay. And become substanced. Yeah. If that, I, I, yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to. But yeah, the first day was not that good. Do you use tomatoes? I used uh, Rayo sauce. Okay. And I got to be honest, I we've <coughs> sauce was a staple in our house, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And in three and a half years, the Rayo sauce, I still have four or five jars in my fridge hmm. or I'm in my cabinet at home. Maybe twice. Yeah. In three and a half years, I've had a sauce based anything. Yeah. I don't miss it. Yeah. At all. I don't know why. Right. But, um. So the other lasagna we made was with an Alfredo base. Okay. That I liked better. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. You know, 
Okay. So I keep interrupting back to my dinner oh. recipes. The keto mix and mingle. Yes. <laughs> so February 27th, Wednesday, 6 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually a packed night, so you definitely want to get here early for yeah. them. And I try and talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can't. Listen, if you come and you have questions, ask one of the servers to get me. Yeah. I, you know, like I, I am a fanatic. Mm-hmm. I talk nonstop. Anthony, you probably wanted this podcast to be over a half an hour ago. Uh, when it comes to keto, I will talk for the rest of my life about it. To me, it's a life changer game. It, it, it's my lifesaver, yeah. honestly. And um, yeah, if, if you guys have questions and yeah. I'm not around or I can't, I try and talk to everybody. We tried doing it that one night where it was like a Q&A. It didn't work out that way, so we really have just done it more of a lackadaisical thing. Mm-hmm. But there's people here that come that night that have been doing keto three, four years. I know the practical sense of it. Mm-hmm. Philip, he's the right. gentleman that runs the keto page also. He is more scientific with it. Yeah. So if he's here and you have scientific questions, he loves talking about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always somebody here. I'm not the only one that has experience with it so you know that's a whole great thing about it so that's why we call it a mix and mingle you know Mm -hmm. get up and introduce yourself let's talk to other people we make everyone wear name tags i think this time we're gonna have them do name tags with how long they've been doing keto oh that's cool so you know then that way you know because you build a bond yeah you know so we'll see awesome yeah well thanks so much for taking the time again (laughs) And if you haven't been down to Dolce Vita, 907 East Genesee Street in Syracuse, the connective corridor uh, across from Syracuse Stage. So get out here for dinner. And our Stromboli over at Franco's. It's our new addition. (laughs) It is amazing. Yeah. So Franco's as well for the keto pizzas, the breakfast sandwich bagels, you know, the breakfast bagels. And uh, yeah, the Stromboli. Maybe that's what I'll have for lunch today. Breakfast bagel. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. So there it is, folks, the Keto Podcast with Dolce Vita. Thanks so much for checking it out. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the podcast. You can make your dinner reservations at dbqs.com for Dolce Vita. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dolce Vita.